Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Gil. And welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. Wow, that was good. You know, that's going to be a soundbite on iTunes to buy as a ringtone. <gasps> oh, sell it. Yo. Culture Theory. Culture who would buy ringtone. it right now? Let me know who would buy a Culture Theory ringtone of our intro. Soldier Boy. You know, Soldier Boy did tell him. He, he did. told him. Absolutely. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Culture Theory. So recently, a lot of people that know of Gil, but like haven't seen him before, I've been like seeing him or like we have some merch. So I've been giving people merch. Is this the other half of your podcast? Like people have never seen Gil. And so when they see him in like real life or in the merch, they're like, it's real. He's real. He's re- you're not just <laughs> doing two voices. Right. Hey, this is Jeff. <laughs> and welcome to. <laughs> I do two audio things. I answer myself. So I can mix it in. Yo. It's the same thing when, when people see my wife. Like, oh, that's not just some model you force to pretend that's your wife. Right. I do have a wife. Yo, Alex came down, right? Gil had a party, like a housewarming party or it's a game night or something like that. And. Like his wife came downstairs and everyone got quiet. Like, what was that? That was the game night? I don't know if it was a game night or if it was like the Game of Thrones party. But Alex had come down the stairs and literally everyone, you ever seen like those movies where it's like the girl gets dressed and she comes mm-hmm. down for prom and she looks different? Yeah. Like, literally, it was like, and Alex wasn't even looking at anyone. She, I think she was like on her phone or something. She was literally paying no one any mind. She just walked down the stairs and it was like, you know, the, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what it was though i think it was probably the first game night probably it was something and you know like we never see alex regularly except for like on socials and stuff and so when she came down it was just like it was a movie-esque moment yeah it was so <laughs> funny it was just so weird everybody just got quiet i'm just like it's her oh my god she's real gotta take her picture it's like, it's like bigfoot <laughs> no she's like the loch ness monster it's like, you know what i mean right yes it's, she could be fake, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, Gil could, could just be photoshopping a woman in all his pictures. Could have, like, a dreaded wig, and I just go really taller. Yeah. And then walk slow. But it's a woman. You're not beautiful, I'm sorry, Gil. Uh, not like sorry. Alex. So, yeah, people put the little separator in between your groceries. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Two different people, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not you're, together, you're right? Him? You're, you're not together. Him? I'm just kidding. The funniest thing that happened yesterday, I was, had a photo shoot, and I was walking downtown to go to the new Greenwise public store in Los Olas. Mm-hmm. So I see this amazingly beautiful two people. They're like this, this Asian, uh, two Asians. One of them was a woman. She was like really nice. She had like a bleach blondish hair. And the other guy was like some slender Asian model dude. And I was like, this is dope. And I stopped them and I said, hey, can I take a picture of you two beautiful couples? We're brothers and sisters, bro. Uh, uh, i was like so bad oh man it happens i used to work at a photo studio and this couple came in with their baby and i started taking all these photos and they looked really uncomfortable and i was like are you guys okay because they didn't say anything about the posing or anything and they're like i mean it is a little weird that's my brother mm. and i'm like why would you come in with a baby that obviously looks like y'all now because it's your baby and now it's your brother. Like, yeah, it was weird. So just future reference, just take photos. Just say when you go into anywhere, you know, that you might be considered a couple like a photo. So just say, hey, this is my brother. I guess this, those are some of the things you experience as like a freelance photographer or freelance content creator. Like those weird 
situations. Like, it's wild. Like, that, I lost a customer forever now. Like, yeah. Can you imagine me trying to book a shoot with them again? Hey, uh, <laughs> brother and sister, can I shoot with you now? <laughs> no. Like, yeah. these are some of the things I learned through mentorship. Like, talking to Marvel, talking to Marvin. Like, learning how to deal with a situation like that. Next time I know, like, hey, do you want to take a picture? Don't assume. Right. Right. Yeah, it's weird. I've had my favorite one was like this guy came in with like two other women and they're all taking pictures together. It's like, oh, maybe they're like cousins or something. And that was him and his two wives. Two wives. Yeah. I was like, yo, he's living the dream. I mean, I don't want two husbands. That's too much work. Um, I think the two wife thing will be, it's like a taboo, right? Yeah, it is a taboo. I would love it. It'll be awesome, but I don't think that'll work. I'm not interested. I just don't have the energy to like love two people that way. And then, you know, like, I feel like I got a good thing here. Like, you know, I can't introduce like a whole nother personality. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like most people can. I wouldn't say I'll be able to, but pretty sure I'll, I'll give it a shot. Two mm-hmm. wives. Yeah. Cause you my two birthday gifts, two Christmas as, gifts. But the thing is, Valentine's one gifts. of them doesn't even like gifts. So. My wife doesn't really care for like birthday gifts or anniversary gifts. Could so. you make that huge shift to having a wife who doesn't really care for gifts? And now you have one that cares about that stuff deeply. Like that's why it'll have to be very selective. Right. Yeah. I have to find someone that's like identical to my husband, which is impossible. I need a nihilist. I need somebody who hates holidays. Right. <laughs> right. They're called Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Now I know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the temple hall. <laughs> they knock on the door. Hey, you want to get married? Right on time. <laughs> I've been waiting all week for you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the life of a freelance anything, I guess. You, you freelance take, anything. Yeah. You run into people on in accident that you just, you don't know your situation because you don't know how to ask. Yeah. You don't, we don't know. You don't have any training. Most people that do freelance, I feel like they just jump into it. And I feel like the right route to go is study and learn from other people. Right. As much as I hate certain people, I always like reach out to them for information. Like I do consultations, but I am always on Clubhouse. I'm always on Zoom with other people, calling, texting. Right now, Marvin's in Puerto Rico. But when it comes to like business acclimate and stuff like that, I would, hey, if this happened, what would you do? And he would give me some information. Uh, Marvel, even, uh, Ronald Wayne, me and him have a good correspondence. Hey, what would you do in this scenario? Hey, what happens? What paper do I bring? What papers or contracts do I have them sign? And I'm always seeking out information as a freelance content creator. Right. Just the information is out there. People are out there. Just surround yourself with that type of people that if you do need the information, you can just reach and pull them in. All right. Awesome. Well, this week, We have another question for our Who Wants to Know series. And this week, Vic wants to know. Who's the question from? Leia wants to know. She already asked a question. Philip. And this week, Philip wants to know, what is your day like as a freelance content creator? I'll let Gil go first because he still actively works as Um, a content creator right now. My day literally is like. Literally. I use this app now to try to stay organized if not if somebody calls me hey where are you oh i'm coming (laughs) (laughs) you know just wake up it's so hard especially having a full-time job just to like i don't know just wake up have matcha 
Now it's just like I have a sustainable day of sustainable energy, no anxiety. You had a circle house matcha, so is that really mm, matcha? No, no, no. no. I, I make matcha at home. Okay, yeah. okay. And I was, I was just matcha. Okay. I was just a prop. Okay. <laughs> oh man! Ew. But I, yeah, it's so that one was really sweet. Like it's just sweet. It you know how how much darker green it is than the one that you make at home. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, it's because they don't use like high grade matcha. The cheaper the matcha, the darker it is. Hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. The matcha that they use is is considered like food grade, so that's mm-hmm. ones that you would use in like baking or mixing into something else. But the one for drinking is like the bright ceremonial grade. One. grade. Ceremonial grade. So they're feeding you literally the cheapest matcha they could find. They're feeding it's me. It's not even supposed to be used in a drink. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna die, but mm-hmm. it doesn't taste. It tastes like that because it's not meant to be drunk. Doesn't taste that good. Yeah. If you make uh, it a matcha cake, you'll notice that it's dark green. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But I, you know, I just have matcha or coffee and start my day by just looking at my board, seeing what I have to do. Look at my emails. This week is going to be a really tough one. I have a podcast that I do now for somebody who's like right down the street. And I'm also shooting a TV show pilot. Okay. So that's going to be really busy plus i have to edit some of marvel's pictures that we took yesterday so that's going to be kind of challenging i'm just going to have to try to take my time and not try to have full-on anxiety attack and then do nothing right yeah so just you can do a lot in a day what they say what did they say you can do anything but it's all about like how you do it and just taking your time and if you don't accomplish it, it's fine. Right. You know, it's not the end of the world. Right. There's a thing, I forgot what it's called, but it's like the whole idea behind it is to just do one thing a day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's towards something that you want to do with your life or that your goal or dream or career choice that you have, just doing like a simple thing. So what I like to do is because I have this really bad work-life balance thing. Like I'm either like I'm going to take a break and I'm just vibing or I go into work mode and then I literally do not do any sort of self-care. I'm not doing my skin routine. I'm pretty much bathing like that's the bare minimum (laughs) bathing and then drinking water. So what I like to do now is like we started waking up earlier in the morning and even though I hate it, it allows me the time to like I can like kind of that's pretty much time. we can like fuck off for like 30 minutes and then. You know, I can go and then start my day. We have breakfast and then we start planning for the day. So not planning, planning. We try to do planning like ahead of time, but we'll sit down, see what we have. Like you said, like I have a little board. I have a list of topics. I have a schedule for like what videos I want to put out. So like this month I knew prior to February it was going to be Black History Month. So I had already done a bunch of videos. And uh, so, you know, I know, okay, today I already have a video filmed. I'm going to sit down, edit it, whatever. And I do that for the day. It just depends on what day it is. You know, like I have my scheduled blog posts on Fridays and then I have my videos on Mondays. So I know like, okay, if it's this day, this has to get out by that time, whatever. So I'm trying to learn a better work-life balance. So now we're incorporating getting up earlier and uh, now we're going for like walks. We go for a walk for like a couple miles in the morning. And then I get my day started, have my protein, all that kind of stuff. And then I get to work. Sounds a lot better than mine. <laughs> you actually eat. Yeah. <laughs> this one thing, like I used to never eat breakfast. I hated the idea of eating breakfast, like because I'm not hungry that early in the morning. 
but I learned that like my eating habits get thrown off like wildly because I start craving sugar like big time if I don't really eat throughout the day. So plus my trainer said to not do that. Yeah, but that's it. So thank you, Philip, for your question on this week. Who wants to know? So if you want to submit your question to who wants to know, you can hit us up on Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast, or you can write us an email at AskCultureTheory at gmail.com, or you can hit us on Twitter. I mean, we're mostly on Instagram. I'm yes. not going to lie. So um, that'd probably be the best be place to hit us up. Or, you know, if you want to donate to our Patreon, put a little good. message in there and be like, hey, I have a question. Definitely, we try to go to get questions from our Patreon patrons first. So. But yeah, that's it for this week's question. And we're going to get into how we pay our bills and where you can spend your money. Hey, guys, check us out on Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. You can also support the show at Patreon.com slash Culture Theory. Stay updated with us on our website, CultureTheoryPodcast.com. And we're back. We's back. We's back. So this week, mm-hmm. we've been kind of keeping on trend with the topic of taboos. I feel like taboo, taboos. So if you're not familiar with taboo is something that I guess is not socially or widely accepted or spoken about. So some similar taboos are like right now, OnlyFans. We talked about that last week. My mom in the 90s, you know, I have a white mom and a black dad. Um, so them dating in the 90s was very taboo. And this week we want to talk about some of the reasons that people tend to not talk about their religious or political beliefs. So why do you think people tend to stay away from hot topics like that? And why do you think religion and politics are such a taboo subject, considering it's something that we live with every day? I feel like people, they have different spectrums to religion and politics. Like you have the right, you have the left with everything. Like even when I grew up seven day Adventist, I felt like I was on the alt-right side like I was extreme right like it was either the god it was either you're with the god or you're not right you know? and but then there were people on that same religious pathway they're like I just want to go to church on Saturdays and have a good time and feel good like no so when I do talk about my beliefs I always became a debate it always became of an argument of you're wrong I'm right and even with politics I feel like it goes into that you're wrong and I'm right. It always tarnishes a relationship. It always tarnishes the way people view you or you view somebody else. And nobody likes that feeling. So why do you feel like it tarnishes? Because everyone understands that, mm-hmm. like, we all have different religious and political beliefs. So, like, why do you feel like it gets to the point where it hurts relationships? It'll be like, can you believe that he does th- or she does this? Like, right. Wow. I can't believe he believes that you should go to church on Saturdays instead of Sundays. Right. Or, and I'm going to go to hell. Cause that's always going to be back in my head. Like, oh, this person's going to go to hell. Right. Like, fuck them. You know, they, they have piercing, they have tattoos. They're going to go to hell. That's what I used to believe all the time. It was, I'll look at somebody, I'll invite them to church. This isn't for me. Damn it. She's going to go to hell. So since how long now, roughly have you been like separated from being a Seventh-day Adventist? For those of you listening, like he, is, seven he years. is counting on his fingers. It's seven and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So I would feel like that's a pretty long time to be separated from anything. Do you still have moments or how long did it take for you to stop judging people like almost instantaneously? It was instant because what happened for me was the, my first day of my new position at the warehouse is a Saturday and I was struggling to go to church. I'm thinking this is a test from God, you know, to see. 
if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, which is a rule that God wrote in the Bible. So I was struggling with that. But then I realized they have other people who have bills, who have children, who has families, and they have to work. They might have to work on a Saturday. That doesn't mean that they're bad people. And I just lost it instantly, just like that. Okay. So I guess like some of the like ideas behind like the beliefs made you feel like, you know, this ain't for me. Not the belief, though, because the beliefs, they're all still with me. Like, do unto others as you want to be done unto yourself. Like, all those, like, be a good person, they're all still there. It's just the whole belief of and the ideology that you are a bad person if you don't do X, Y, Z. Right. Because I've met some people who are good people and they are terrible people at the same time. Right. So. Okay. So I think I feel like, at least for me personally, like a lot of people tend to argue or fight about religious and political beliefs because it challenges who they believe they are. And I feel like a lot of people's personality or their character falls in those things, like being a Republican or a Democrat or being an independent, being Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, even though technically Buddhism is not a religion. But, you know, those beliefs that they hold, like they believe that's who they are you know so for some people that's a whole personality trait going to church every sunday like oh that's me you know that oh that's that christian girl or you know whatever so i believe that you know when others challenge that because even within the same religious beliefs and i'm going to say christian because i used to be a christian you see it a lot where oh you're not a real christian because you don't go to church every sunday you only go on easter and christmas or mother's day or you know you're a better christian for doing this or that and so when someone says something to you or, or they challenge your belief, like if, like the Bible, for instance, and I'm just going to say it right now, <laughs> people are going to get offended. But these are my personal beliefs. I'm no longer a Christian, obviously, an agnostic theist. So, you know, for me, you know, seeing people like sin and then quote the Bible used to blow me like that used to blow me like. And so when I would get into discussions with people like no longer being a Christian and, you know, talking about some of the discrepancies I saw with their character, their behavior and what they believe, it's just like, well, then you're not really a Christian then. If this is what it means to be a Christian, then you can't be a Christian. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. You know, or seeing people like I saw a girl one time and I kid you not. It was she committed adultery. And I know that because she had committed adultery with a very close friend of mine. And then she made this whole rant about how gay people are terrible. And that is like the ultimate sin, you know, and I didn't at first I didn't call her out on the adultery. You know, I kind of just mentioned, hey, you know, I wasn't Christian at the time anymore, but I said, hey, aren't all sins equal? Like, isn't it equally bad to sin no matter what you do? And she's like, no, this is worse. And then, I'm, you know, I got to a point I just got mad, you know, because I'm a big advocate for the LGBT community. And I was just like, yeah, but you cheated on your husband and you're talking about gay people who are probably out there, you know, being monogamous and happy and married and doing right by God. And, and you're cheating on your husband. I never cheated on my husband. I don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm just like, OK. And, you know, it's like the people like that, it really like it really grinds my gears. And, you know, I always tell people because for some reason, when you say you don't want to have that conversation, then all of a sudden they really want to have that conversation. 
but I'll tell people I'm not interested. Like, I do not want to have a conversation about politics. Why not? Like, because there's a very strong chance by the end of this conversation, we may never speak again. But I honestly like those conversations. Like, I love to have those conversations because I get to learn something. Like, why do you believe that? Why do you want to even vote for Trump? Why would you even want to vote for Joe Biden? Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to vote for Bernie Sanders? Let me know. And I need to find out why. Not because I need to find out what I need to do, but I need to find out what made you want to do that. That's just me. And even my friends and family who are still in the Seventh-day Adventist community and church, I'm like, why are you still there? Like, you are doing, I remember I had a car. I was like one of the only people that had a car and I would be preaching, right? I would never forget this. I was preaching on one Saturday and I'm shaking people's hand after, you know, you don't, hey, thank you, have a nice day, happy Sabbath. And this person shook my hand and she brought me in. She's like, where are we going tonight? Like as far as strip club. And I was like, oh, we're going, and I was like, we're going to go to uh, Vegas Cabaret. And this is somebody who is like a very prominent in the church. Her, it was so crazy. And later that night, of course, she shows up to the strip club and, you know, we're having a good time. And this is something we did every Saturday. Right. And it just was like, at some point that some people called, well, maybe like four people were calling me and it was, it was kind of weird. They called me the sleeping dragon. And like, it was cool name, but it was like, yeah. Because Gil is this guy here, but outside he's like a dragon. He was like a beast. He, you know, Gil was a savage, you know? Right. And it was cool because it was like four or five people knew. And then it was like more people knew. And then more people found out. And I just hated that. Like I felt like I was fake. Right. I felt like I was putting up a front. And then after talking to Alex about it a couple of years, like later on, after we still were kind of in and outside of the church, but I was still just putting face like I would not go to church that, that often, but we're not we're living with our parents. I'm not living to impress anybody. And I was like, you know what? This opportunity came to the table. I need I might have to take just like, are you sure? Are you OK with it? Because I know this is probably big for you. And I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. And I felt very sick going to work that day. I would never forget it. It was the most stomach throbbing. There was car accidents ahead of me. Like I would there was like a fire truck. And I was like, oh, there you go. God is saying, if I was like five minutes, that would have been me. Oh, got to turn back. No, I was like, no, the, the firefighter's at work. He's working on a Saturday. These people are going to work. That, that's not going to be me. That's not light. Went into work. Fuck. This is a normal thing for everybody else. Oh, this is good. I, okay, I can do this. Right. Yeah. But for myself, like, I also agree with the a sentiment that I want to understand other people, religions, like, I love the fact that the world, not just this country, is like a melting pot. Like you can find people from everywhere all over. But for and at least in my experience, it's always ends not with me because I don't argue with people, but it always ends in an argument because people feel as though they're so right to where they cannot hear your side of it. And, you know, I've talked about this before with my husband and I really, really do not care what you believe or what you believe in as long as it's not hurting anyone. You know, like I because my husband says I have like a tendency to just like ghost people. And he's like, you should stop doing that. And I was like, well, I don't like to keep people in my life that I feel like are detrimental to like my well-being or who I want to be in the future. 
So I had a friend, I'm not going to say his name, but I had a friend kind of, I'm going to say an associate because I didn't even talk to him like that, but I had an associate and he was just a terrible person. Like he was like almost like a child, how immature he behaved. And he used to brag about doing stuff that was like so horrible. So he was hugely homophobic, absolutely textbook narcissist. And one day he went online and he started bragging about like basically abusing his girlfriend, like emotionally abusing her and like making her cry and stuff like that. Like he bragged, like joke, like ha ha ha. Yeah, bitch, you wait. And like one day she like worked at the airport and he I think they shared a car or something like that. And she waited on him. He picked her up from work all the time. So he was like, you know what? I don't feel like picking that bitch up. She's going to wait or whatever. And made her wait for like four hours after her shift for him to come and pick her up because he thought it was funny to make her wait. And like, and I told my husband before, I was like, yo, I'm going to block him. And he's like, oh, you know, don't do that. You know, whatever. He's just, you know, he's a dick or whatever. And I got to the point where I was like, no, he's actually like hurting people now. And when it gets to the point where your beliefs are, you know, hurting people, like I said, like, I can't mess with you, like, at all. I don't want anything to do with you. I had another, it was an in-law and they're a Trump supporter. And I'm definitely not on that spectrum at all. And I have friends who are Trump supporters and that is fine. But this person in particular had made all these comments about how much you love Trump, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, sure. Like uh, most Trump supporters are that way. But then he made a comment knowing that not only does he have family who are immigrants, but that I, as an in-law, am, you know, I'm a first generation of immigrants, made a comment about how I believe in everything that Trump says 100%. And this is the caption for posts where Trump or supposedly had this quote about how, you know, immigrants do not belong in this country and they need to go back, blah, 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 whatever. It was like this whole stupid post that came out like years ago. And I was like, that's so wild for someone who's so deeply invested in my relationship. You don't want immigrants in this country, but you love me as, you know, someone who you're well aware is not like, you know, of just full American descent. And it's just stupid stuff like that. So I just told my husband, I was like, yeah, I got to block them. Like, I have to block them because. As much as, you know, we might love each other or whatever, like the whole idea that Trump is saying this wild stuff and you saying that you 100% agree with everything he says on a post where he's talking about him and Grinchin, like I don't even, I can't see what you could possibly say to me, what conversation we would have that wouldn't leave me mad or that wouldn't make me feel like you're the dumbest person I've ever met. Like sometimes I feel like people get so caught up in their beliefs because that is literally who they are. They do not have a personality. They do not have a life. They don't have a thought outside of being, you know, that religious affiliation or that political affiliation. Yeah, I find it weird when they put the even the Democratic or the Republican stickers, Trump, this or the Trump flags on their trucks. Like that's your personality. Yeah, that's me, Trump. Let's go. Yeah, that is so weird. And it's never. And it's funny because. The people that actually benefit from being Trump supporters are, you know, higher class suit wearing, you know, business people. They're not the people on the corner, you know, waving the flag, screaming. Yeah, they're always. I don't know where these trucks come from because I never see these trucks on the road until there's a Trump rally. But, you know, they always got a truck and the big flag in the back. And I'm not putting anybody down that's a Trump supporter. But what I'm saying is like. 
a lot of these people do not care who they harm, but like, because whatever their belief is so important that it masks anything else in the world. Like you don't see anything outside of your religious beliefs. You don't see anything outside of your political beliefs and like straight up. And I'm going to say it today and I'll say it to the day I die until I'm blue in the face. Like if you do or say anything that is detrimental to who I am as a woman, as a Haitian American, as a Canadian American, as a first immigration immigrant, you know, anywhere, you know, as a working class person, whatever you do or you believe that contributes to the harm of me, my people or people like me, honestly, fuck off. Like, fuck off. I don't want shit to do with you. Like, if you truly believe that as a woman, I don't deserve to get paid the same as a man. I deserve the same respect. I don't deserve to feel safe, appreciated, loved, et cetera, et cetera. Like, then fuck off. Like, honestly, like, I don't even want to have that conversation with you because some people are very far gone. Now, we have a mutual friend, like, you know, who's a Trump supporter. And, you know, he doesn't do any of that. He doesn't do that. Oh, what he everything he says is right and true and correct. And, you know, he has his own reasons for, you know, supporting who he supports. But he does not think less of, you know, the people that Trump does. You know, unfortunately, I don't feel like there's a big separation between who he is and what he does. but. It's the people that do not care whether or not you're put in harm's way because of it. And those are the people I just, I personally can't fuck with. So when people want to have that conversation, it's straight up like, I just tell them like, why not? I'm not arguing with you today. Cause that's where it's going to go. Sorry. I get real passionate about, no, fine. I get passionate about not talking about religion and, and not talking about politics because people, I feel like people just want to upset you sometimes. I feel like some people just take a stance just to argue. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Gil? I just love the, these type of conversations because I love learning about people, love learning why somebody has a stance. And sometimes some people don't have no excuse. They just want to argue. Right. Some people really just want to argue. Like, they have nothing else to do. Like, they get their rocks off on arguing or being right. Some people are going to hate me because I like Trump. I, I like Trump. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Democrat, right? I don't know. Right. You are absolutely entitled to your opinion and belief just the same way I am, the same way you are. But when you're just like dead set on trying to hurt me or upset me, like I don't talk to me. Like I don't find that funny and I don't have the time. I have way more better things to do with my day. So. All right. Yeah, man. But uh, that is it. So, I mean, thank you for listening. <laughs> I wanted to get a little, you know, deeper into that. I don't want to like step on toes or anything, but if anyone's interested in coming on and talking about their experiences or anything that they've seen or dealt with as far as like having a conversation with somebody that just doesn't see eye to eye or someone like people that insist on having conversations that you don't feel comfortable with having, like, please let us know because I know I'm not the only one, but like me personally, I believe what I believe and that's fine, you know, but it's not who I am. And that's why I don't like to have those conversations about those sorts of things. So, but yeah, they, a lot of times they, they can definitely make or break a relationship. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of culture theory. If you want to support, don't forget, you can hit us up on Instagram at culture theory podcast and you can find us on twitter at my culture theory and you can find us on you know gmail as culture theory at gmail.com so yeah that's about it guys but yeah as always if you'd like to support the show you can donate to our patreon just like our theorists your boy jay pizzy vic peck 
Kenneth Collins, Alberto Glover, Antonio McFadden, Gadalia Dormius, my mom, Ashley, Anton, Sean J. Hudson, Willie Reese, Julius Jordan, Asia, and Anna. Anna. A huge thank you to our Patreon theorists for supporting the show. You guys are the bomb.com. Y'all are the bomb diggity. Y'all are the bee's knees. You hit, you slap, all all that. that. You know what I love? In the beginning, when we made the Patreon, we were like, no one is going to donate. And right now we have 14 Patreon patrons at the moment. 14. So thank you guys so much for letting these two little South Floridian homegrown people with this. Many little, just struggling little podcasts feel like a somebody. Can't wait till it gets like to a hundred names. And have oh to like, my God. And have to do a podcast to announce the name. Yeah. And I'm so serious. So we said that up until we get a hundred Patreons on Patreon, you know, our Patreon theorists, we are going to name every single person who donates. And after a hundred, then we'll just do the new ones. But we want to thank you guys so much, you know, because of your generosity, we're able to move forward and look out. We're going to be creating a GoFundMe for a studio space that we found. Yes. So we're looking to get, you know, our year's rent for the studio space to have that there and to uh, purchase some equipment to put up in that room so we can do the video finally and do some live streaming. So it'd be very dope. So and some COVID friendly events, meetups. Yes. Some COVID friendly, you know, put some chairs very far away. <laughs> <laughs> have them outside the door. Have a shot out the window. Hey, we get a ring doorbell. We just put the video of them talking right. at the ring doorbell. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. It's wild. Like just like hearing and I'm like, damn, this is going on longer than normal. Oh, shit, we have more names. So thank you guys again so much for your contributions. We love the support. We love the love, the questions. Thank you, Philip, this week for your question. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.